Okay, hey everybody, welcome to podcast number no. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work in my office today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today. And we have a very special guest with us today. That's, That's right. right. Uh, Pastor Missionary Benjamin Joseph Block. Everybody give it up. Come on. Come, Come on. on. Here we go. Say hello, Ben. Hello. What's up, everyone? It's great to be on the podcast. And if you don't know, let me inform you. Pastor Ben used to be on staff here at the church Oh yeah. for seven years. Wow. He signed a five-year contract. We convinced him wow. to stay two more That's years. That's right. He ran our internship program, which now Pastor Evan runs. Mm-hmm. He then transitioned to be the youth pastor, which now Minister Aaron runs. Come on. Yep. And so he's left a legacy behind. And it's great to have him on the podcast. And now he is a full-time missionary in Japan. Let's. Uh, um, so um, you've got a beautiful wife. Tell us about her a little bit. <laughs> yeah, blonde and beautiful. She's amazing. <laughs> uh, you know, people say we're a beautiful couple. At least we say it, but <laughs> I uh, I make us a couple and she makes us beautiful. So yeah. that's good. That Come on, good. we left with two kids and uh, we came back with four. Whoa, <laughs> we've only been gone about two and a half years. So man. there we, you go. We've been working hard. Double portion, man. To grow the church and doubles. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Double those so kids. so good. Last podcast, <clears throat> we told you we were going to have a. Um, the next one would be about prayer and fasting. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk about prayer and fasting today. And it's great to have Ben with us in the room. Um, mm-hmm. And and so he's going to have to he's going to talk about prayer and fasting with us today. Oh yeah. Um, and so prayer and fasting, you know, it it when you say the disciplines of prayer and fasting, the I feel like it drops like a lead balloon in the room. Mm. <laughs> hey, we're going to have special prayer meetings at church. Mm-hmm. Wah, wah. Like it just. It's the lowest attended meeting at church. You know, if you're going to have a prayer meeting, that'll be your smallest meeting of the year. You know, and then if you call the church to a church-wide fast, get ready for Get ready for a frustration. <laughs> you can tell everybody is like fasting because they're like their tolerance level is really low, and so they get <laughs> snappy. <to Yep>. <laughs> oh man, yeah, you've everybody's been, hungry. If you if you've ever been around somebody who's fasting, they let you know it. Yeah, they let you know it by their mood. And anyway, so it tends to be a, a struggle with discipline. Yeah, it's a struggle discipline. And we want to shed the bright light on it and the amazing opportunity you have before you as Christians to pray and fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I want to start off with, with this quote, and we can talk about it. But young leaders out there or Christians out there, you can study, you can prep, but nothing prepares us like his presence. Mm-hmm. That's so good. That's so good. That's your number one priority. Yeah no matter what you do in life, is to be filled afresh with the Spirit of God, with the presence of God. Mm-hmm. You know, that really reminds me of uh, a time in my life where I was actually uh, an academy student at our Ignited Ministry Academy. 
Um, and B- Pastor Ben actually had set up um, these really cool meetings where we got to meet with some of the, the senior leaders at the church. And I wanted to know more about writing a message and message prep and how do you preach a message. And so I got to meet with, you know, with Pastor Jeff, with Pastor Steve, with uh, Becky Monty, the children's pastor. And every single one of them, you know, I was like 17. Now I was probably 18. I was like, how do you, how do you write a message? Every single one of them said the first thing that you should do is pray. Yeah. Before you ever even pick up, uh, start researching, before you start writing something down, just get in the presence of God and ask God to speak to you. Ask him mm-hmm. just to, to anoint the message, to, to lead your spirit, to lead your heart. And that stuck with me because I, I came into that those meetings like, all right, like give me these five steps. Show me how to study the Bible. Give me the, the practical tips to write mm-hmm. a creative message, to capture students or to talk to kids. And, and they said, no, the first thing, the most important mm-hmm. thing is to pray and get in the presence of God. And that's so what that good. quote reminds me of. So it's good. good. Yeah. And I mean, that transcends whatever walk of life, yeah. whether it's a message um, or if it's, you know, you're in the secular world working a secular job. You know, is this a position you want me to take, God? Is this a move you want me to take? You know, it, it, I need mm. to see what God has to say before I go about what I think I should do. You know, uh, God has the better idea. Um, We should always pray before anything, which is so crucial to this whole topic. Mm -hmm. It is crucial to this topic. And I I believe prayer and fasting is the greater work. Mm -hmm. It's the greater work. um, But many people think it's secondary. Mm -hmm. You know, they they do a lot of like meeting and planning and and Mm -hmm. studying and prepping. And they're like, oh, yeah, I got to pray. (laughs) <laughs> it's t- 10 minutes before I take the stage. That's right. Say gotta, a quick I gotta, prayer. Oops, yeah. I got to pray. And, and that you really feel powerless in that moment. That's right. Really mm-hmm. do. What do you think, Pastor Ben? Yeah, it's like a shotgun prayer, you know, up to heaven. Lord, please bless this, you know, right before you get <laughs> yeah. up to preach or something like that. But yeah. it shouldn't be the last resort. It should right. be, you know, the first thing that we start with. Like you were saying, Aaron, just, you know, before you write that message, start with prayer. And... Um, you know, Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me, you will bear fruit. Oh, that's good. If, if we want to bear fruit, mm-hmm. we need to spend time in his presence. We have to remain mm-hmm. in, in Jesus. And uh, this, that's what that quote reminds me of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like um, you're not really taught this at school. Like if mm-hmm. you go to a, a school to prepare for the ministry or, or you go to some sort of um, – a learning center to prepare for the ministry. This is something that they won't really teach you. Mm-hmm. They're not really gonna be obsessed with telling you to get into the presence of God. They're they're gonna try to get you to study and and, yeah. and, and read books, um, become an expert in something mm-hmm. that you've never done before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind yeah. of interesting. It, you know, you've got education but no experience yet. So, how, what do you do when you le- if you're in this position? You just get on your hands and knees mm-hmm. and just meet face to face with your heavenly Father and listen to His heart. Yeah, listen mm-hmm. to His heart. What is what does He want to say? He wants to speak so badly. Yeah. To mm. you, to the people that yeah. you're talking to. Yeah. And he'll mm. give you those divine strategies. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, too many times, I'm sorry. Yeah. Too many times it. you just you're you study, you prep, you read, you study, you prep, mm. you read, you meet, you meet, you get somebody's opinion on it, and then at the last minute you throw up that prayer. Oh God, I pray you bless it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's so dangerous. And we trust people's opinion rather than God's. Like I, I just think of someone that you might look up to, someone that you might admire, and sometimes even just friends. Maybe they're not the best. They're, they're, they're peers. They're maybe immature, and they give you some advice, and you take that before you even see what God has to say. That's even 
even more dangerous. Mm-hmm. I trust a man's word over what mm-hmm. God has to say. James 5, 16 says the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. I need to interact with my father. I'm trying to connect with my father. There's power in that. And guess what? There's effects in that that make it actually even happen. Uh, physical effects that happen when I connect with God. Um, I, I just think what would uh, what advice? Let me ask you guys. What advice would you give somebody who's like, I've been praying, I've been asking God, and He is quiet, He is silent, mm. He's not telling me what to do. I don't know what to do. You know, I'm finally. You tell. You know, I got to go to an expert now. What is they? What do they say? What is my pastor going to say? I have to get somebody else. What do you say to somebody who's just like, I've been in the prayer closet. Mm. I've been asking. I've been praying. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to speak. What What advice would you give to that person? Well, I would just say, you know, the Bible says to keep asking, keep seeking, and keep knocking, and eventually Mm -hmm. that door will be open to you. I also do think, though, that there is value in going to somebody who you view as spiritual authority. Right. Yeah. You know, not just like like Pastor Evan said, not just going to my Joe Schmo friend who's not the best influence, um, but actually maybe going. (laughs) Don't don't go to Joe Schmo. We can explain who Joe Schmo is, but we don't want to offend anybody. (laughs) You know who Joe Schmo is, okay? You do. (laughs) <laughs> Don't go to Joe Schmo, but go to some spiritual authority. I remember a season mm-hmm. in my life um, where I had graduated from the Ignited Ministry Academy, and I was praying about what to do, uh, where I should go. Um, and I actually, Pastor Luke kind of called me into his office and talked to me about, kind of called me out on something that I was doing wrong. Nice. And uh, I listened to that authority because I respected his his word. And I knew that he was a man of God. And then, But so then good. after that, I started praying and I prayed for over a year for an opportunity to get into the ministry. Every single day I would pray and pray and pray. I had a yeah. half hour drive to work. I would put worship music mm-hmm. on and I would pray. I would pray in the spirit. I would pray in my understanding. For over a year, I did that. You prayed me out of Cornerstone, bro. And- <laughs> Dude. The power of prayer. The power Five, of prayer. Right <laughs> Your prayer sent me to Japan, bro. <laughs> Hey, God had a bigger plan, man. God had a bigger plan. It's amazing. Uh, but it was after a year of doing that consistently every day, mm-hmm. praying and praying and praying that God opened a door for me to come in just part time at Cornerstone. And mm-hmm. so I would say, you know, God didn't speak to me after two months. God didn't even speak to me after six months. It was over a year from from June to June. And at the end of June, finally, mm-hmm. uh, God kind of opened up a door for that to happen. So that's kind of what, what I would say. I know somebody. I'm not going to say their name, but you guys know, all know who they are as well. They prayed for 30 years wow. for something that finally came to be. Wow. Wow. How long are you willing to pray for? That's right. Are you going to give your God, you know, you think one year is a long time, mm-hmm. which it could possibly be. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to like throw water on your, on your, what you think is a long time, but I'm mm-hmm. just saying really how long are you willing to walk with the mm-hmm. lord mm-hmm. wow what are you willing to do mm-hmm. in 30 years is a long time mm-hmm. and there's stories in the bible of people who waited 30 years to receive the promise of god 40 mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. to receive the promise of mm-hmm. god 10 years oh. to in the prison yeah. to to finally get out to begin to see the promises of god well, I think even Caleb, well, he was 90, right? When he says, give me my mountain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love 90 it. years old, but he, he did not relent because his trust in God was greater than the circumstance that he saw mm. before him. 
and, and that's so, so important. And, and so it's interesting that you say that question too about, you know, how long are you willing to pray? And what would you say to someone who says, I've been praying, I've been trying, you know, it, it's so interesting because a lot of the time when I start talking to someone like that, again, uh, I understand sometimes we all have certain, um, you know, prayer lengths and, and, and how we really seek God on that. But sometimes I find out that they is like, Lord, do this for me. And then they go about their day. That's their prayer. You know, they're not actually seeking God, which I think is why you couple fasting and praying. Is God, I want to seek your will. I want to hear what you have to say. Not even on the topic. I want to seek your heart before I seek your hand. Yeah. And, and when you seek the heart of God, oh my goodness, is there an extension of God's hand you would never have seen until you sought his heart? It's true. It's good. It's true. Um, got a little story. We started, uh, when I first became youth pastor here, we, we did this event called MotoFest. And mm -hmm. <clears throat> I just knew that this event was an important event. It, it can reach a lot of students. Um, we put a lot of prepping and planning in it to create this event. It took a lot of money to do this event. I felt the weight of the night. Mm -hmm. And f about I maybe like two weeks before the event, I started doing Jericho March prayers around mm. the entire property mm. of the church. Mm. And I really felt impressed by the Lord to prayer walk the area where all the students would be, mm. whether they're all the outside area and the building, the area. And I would walk and sometimes I would just go once around, but I would just pray and pray and pray and pray. And, that, and then other days it just was like, I just felt the Holy Spirit be like, go twice today. Wow. Just go twice. And when I got closer to the event, I was walking more. Hmm. But mm. then when the night would hit, I would felt powerful. That's awesome. It awesome. just mm -hmm. felt like a powerful night. Yeah. And I wow. really attest that to that prayer walks, those Jericho March prayers mm. around mm. the building. I felt like that was the secret to the success. And it That's wasn't, amazing. it wasn't all the other things happening. Right. It was yeah. this, this prayer, this, this thing happening right here. I just feel like all of us need to get to the point in our walk with the Lord where we have a prayer closet. Mm -hmm. We get alone mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. God and pray. Mm -hmm. That's the power. That's mm -hmm. where success comes from. That's right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and you didn't have any distractions. I say in that prayer closet, keep your phone out. Oh, yeah. Turn it on silent. Yeah. You know, you know make sure your laptop is shut. Make sure you, you have that time because those distractions will really hinder those encounters with God. The atmosphere changes when you seek God. Right, mm -hmm. the atmosphere changes. I I, I can feel the presence of God when you step into those holy moments. I'd call them mm -hmm. those the, that Moto Fest night. The atmosphere was changed even outside. Yeah, you know the mm -hmm. weather was saying one thing, the atmosphere was saying another. Yeah, mm -hmm. and and I, and I really believe that that you need to make sure is that God, you're so so important to me that no text, no little Billy from down the road trying to contact me and whatever. I, I have everything set aside because it's just you and me. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. you and me. Yep. And we can do things in the natural. We can plan, prepare, work on our craft of preaching, but we need the supernatural. We Ooh, need like God that. to show up. And that's what happens when we pray. That's so good. When, when we pray, we, we allow God to move. That's so good. We do. We, and I think we should rely on God more than we rely on ourselves. Yes. That's oh, called yeah. faith. That's faith. That's faith. That's, that's it. That's trust. And God responds to that heart. Mm -hmm. so I'm stepping mm -hmm. on faith, God. If you don't show up, God, we're we're, we're gonna be it's yeah. gonna be horrible. Yeah, it's gonna <laughs> fail if you don't show up. Yes, it's gonna fail. That's right. That's we so need good. the anointing of God to break the yoke of bondage mm -hmm. to show up and do miracles. Yeah, yeah. when miracles happen, man, you get stoked. 
Yeah, yeah. it's true. And I'll tell you what, this really moves us really naturally into fasting, mm-hmm. which yeah. fasting is your it's like your it's, it's mitochondria of the cell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it, you, know, you understand too for, for the <laughs> and if you don't know what the mitochondria is, it's the powerhouse. Come on. Come and on if now. you don't know what the powerhouse is, I don't either. <laughs> Hey, well, and you also got to like clarify too, is like fasting isn't a diet. This isn't something you're, you're, you're talking with your, your girlfriends together. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm fasting soda uh, because I just want to work on my figure. I've I'm met just, people like that. Oh, yeah. That's why I, I'm saying this right now because it, it's not a diet. It's not a, I'm trying to, I'm trying to give myself a better look is I'm trying to set myself up with the one who, who sets me up for the greater future. And that is Jesus. I'm setting aside the things that my body desires or what I want so that I can have more of God and more of his heart. Oh yeah. I, I remember, I think I was like 16 or 17 and I was in a conversation with fasting with a group of people. And there was this one lady and she said, yeah, I've been fasting now for, for like a month, like 800 calories a day, and I've lost 18 pounds. Wow. It's <laughs> a great diet, but not really. Yeah, I was I – Don't s- dare say it's a fast, though. As, as a, like, 16-year-old boy, I was like, I don't think that's fasting. <laughs> that's just a diet. Yeah, that's just a diet. Uh, but, but that's not what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Talking about this idea of fasting is I'm going to set aside – uh, my pleasures, the things that I want, the desires of my heart, the desires of my body, the desires mm-hmm. of my stomach right now, I'm going to set this aside mm-hmm. because I want to seek the desires of God. I want to seek the face of God. And, and when you can do that, when you can, I think it really sets aside distraction and gets you a focus on the, the presence of God that you really don't get any mm-hmm. other way. Mm-hmm. And, and that focus on the, the presence of God brings power. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just thinking about a little bit of a story um, when I was a young kid, talking about seeking the face of God rather than the hand of God, um, when I was a young boy, and my cousins and I would hang out a lot, and my cousins convinced me that it was a good idea for me to go and just tackle my sister as hard as I possibly could. Wow. Was she <laughs> which sister? It was Johanna, oh, gosh. Um, oh, and um, she was flying a kite. Oh, <laughs> and She's about to be like linebacker. <laughs> She had no idea, and I knew I knew my dad was watching. Oh, but for some reason, no. I was so worried about convincing my cousins like that I was man enough. I was like six years old, or like seven. <laughs> I was like, I Such got a man. I got to do this, and so I looked at my dad and just did it anyway. I just ran and just tackled my sister. <laughs> Tell you what, I got the hand of my dad <laughs> on my backside. But if Ooh. I knew I knew I was going against what what he would want me to do and mm-hmm. and if I would have been, you know, in closer proximity to my dad, literally in mm-hmm. closer proximity in that moment, I wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. But and that's what fasting does mm-hmm. is it brings you into the presence mm-hmm. of God. You get into close proximity to the Father, and when you're in close proximity to Him, your spirit is more aligned with Him, and wow. He can give you that word wow. of wisdom and word of knowledge. That's right. mm-hmm. And what we learn from that too is, guys, do not tackle your siblings. That's right. That's, yeah. Don't try and prove a point. God yeah, won't honor that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't but do that. Jesus talks to His disciples mm-hmm. about fasting, and they're, they were they could not cast out a demon. Hmm. And then Jesus shows up, and He casts the demon out. And they've talked to him later and they said, Jesus, why couldn't we do it? Why couldn't we cast out the demon? He says, well, that one only came out by fasting. Mm-hmm. 
So he, Jesus had, had been fasting, fasting, but the disciples hadn't. So Jesus had this power. Mm. Mm. And so it, it, fasting gives you power to overcome the enemy, to defeat the enemy. If you've got a struggle in your life, an addiction mm. of some sort, a problem where the enemy is strong in mm-hmm. your life, mm-hmm. I encourage you to, to have routine fasting. The enemy hates mm-hmm. it. That's right. And you'll oh, yeah. be able to defeat some certain enemies mm-hmm. and demons in your life with with fasting. It's it's like your powerhouse of your life of your spiritual walk with the Lord. Mm, that's good. Mm-hmm. It's a discipline mm-hmm. that Pastor Ben was saying this earlier, but he said fasting is a discipline that actually affects other disciplines. And yeah, explain that right. more. Yeah, that's right. If you're trying to overcome lust or something, you know, you're trying to overcome some er- you know, get victory in an area of your life. Well, if you can have discipline in you know, in fasting and letting go of some food, letting mm-hmm. go of, you know, some caffeine or something, you can get mm-hmm. victory and have discipline in one area. You can, it'll often uh, overlap into victory in another area. That's so good. And if, you know, if you can have discipline going to the gym, just being faithful, working out, working out, working out, you know, uh, you, you'll have discipline in multiple areas of your life, not just in that one area. It really affects your whole life. Mm-hmm. And we must be disciplined in our lifestyle. Yeah. You have to be. You must be. You must be. So it does. It's, it's a discipline that affects other disciplines. You, you live a disciplined lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So I have a question for you guys, and maybe Pastor Ben, it would be great to hear from you two on this. When, when someone says, well, I want to start fasting, I want the will of God, but what do I fast? How do I know this is what I need to fast? Because sometimes people know, okay, is it just food? Is it things outside of food that I should fast? How do I gauge what I should fast? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you can do lots of different things. You could do the Daniel fast, which would mean you could fast from sweets, meats, your favorite beverage. Mm-hmm. You could do that. Fa- uh, you could do a no food fast until three p.m. or four p.m. You could do something like that. Mm. What are the fat? What are the? Uh, those are some fasts I've done. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and I find that the fast until four p.m. works really well for me. Mm. Just I wake up in the morning. You know, no breakfast, no lunch, no snacks all day. Mm. But then at 4 p.m., I'll, I'll eat a little something. But I tell that I take that time where that when the hunger sets in, mm-hmm. I go for mm. prayer walks. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. That's, That's how I fast. That's how I do it. That's good. I've done prolonged fast, 21 day Daniel fasts. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I've done. I did that numerous years in a row with the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? There's other. There's there's ways to fast. Mm-hmm. There really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think. Just one thing talking about this is when, when you are doing that, because I'll do that often too, where I'll go to like that 4 p.m. I'm not going to eat food. But it's more than just not eating food until 4. It's every time I feel like, oh, I want something, mm-hmm. instead of fulfilling that craving, yeah. it's going and seeking the presence of God. It's offering up the prayer. It's going for that prayer walk. And um, and just, just wanted to put that in there. Because sometimes maybe maybe if there's this, uh, some of our students listening, our Ignited students, you're like, well, I, I just don't want to not eat. Well, instead of fulfilling that, that natural craving, fulfill that with, with the spiritual and, and go and seek the face mm-hmm. of God. Yep. That's right. A lot of times when I do ministry, or specifically if I preach, like in the morning, I'll just fast until after I'm done with pre- preaching. And I just feel like, you know, the Lord honors that, and there's like special mm-hmm. anointing. You're, you're awesome. more in tune with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then you can ask the Lord, what do you want me to fast? Mm-hmm. And God might say, you know, fast coffee, fast bread, mm-hmm. fast something, just yeah, he specific. Might, he might Social tell media. You, would, yeah, what did you just say? Social media. Yes. You know? You I heard know, it, guys. You I heard know, it here first. Come on now. Get off yeah. that junk. Get, get off, off that. 
I know students who it's more difficult for them to fast social media than mm. food. Yeah. They'd rather give up food than social media. Oh, and if, yeah. If that's the case, like that's something you should fast. Oh, yeah. I just think of when we do this event called The Switch here, and we encourage all students you got to submit your phone. Ah, they hate that. <laughs> you oh, my to, like, gosh. turn your phone in. They, they nearly panic. They nearly <laughs> yeah. have a panic attack. It's, it's so, so ingrained that this, I need this, I need this. No, 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 no. You need God. Yeah. Yeah. You need the voice of God. And mm. I was just about to play off of that, too. Social media, maybe it's something that you are really, you know, close to this. This matters so much to you. Like, I love coffee. And, boy, does the Lord like to say, hey, you're going to hold off on that. You know, so there's something that I hold dear. Right? What, what do I hold dear? I want to swap it out to get more of God. I want him more than what I want mm-hmm. more. That's right. That, mm-hmm. That's the swap. I, I'm, I'm doing a physical trade, mm-hmm. which also invokes a spiritual trade. I, I don't want this. This doesn't fulfill me. God's word fulfills me. So sometimes it's maybe it's, oh, I, I, I need to be away from people. I'm addicted to people in my life. And maybe it's for the weekends instead of just, living life with all my friends, I'm going to get away and that I, I'm going to give God my weekend. That's my fast mm, that's or, or, or it's gaming or it's, it's social media. Whoa. You need to know oh, easy, what, what is dear to you and exchange it. <clears throat> it is true. Read Isaiah 58 verse oh, six yeah. for us. Um, Pastor Evan, you read this to us earlier. It's, it's a great verse in the Bible. We can end with this verse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is so good. This is out of Isaiah. Got to find it here. Isaiah 58, 6. Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? That's what it's talking about is is seeing a fast that helps loosen those chains, to to break the bondage of things that are holding us back. And that's what Mm -hmm. it is. Fasting produces freedom. Yeah, come on, somebody. You want to talk about power. Yeah. That's some power right there. That's power. That's you know, we weren't made to live a life in chains except to be bound to the calling of God mm. on mm. our life. And, and I love that, to loosen the chains of injustice. Oh, especially this generation, young adults and, and, and the students, Generation Z, right? They, they, they want to see justice. Oh, there's so much injustice happening. We'll start getting away with God, seeing what God has to say about this, and we'll start to see those chains fall. Before you can break the chains in another person, you've got to break the chains in yourself first. That's That's right. Come on, somebody. That's gold, Mm -hmm. man. You can't, broken can't, can't help another broken person. (laughs) Yeah. Blind blind can't can't lead the blind. Blind can't lead the blind. That's right. You've got to. Pray fast. Break those chains mm-hmm. in your life. Get the power of God on the inside of you. Now you got something to give. Yes, that's right. That's so good. So good. It's, and we'll say we can end with this. You can study. You can prep. But nothing prepares us like His presence. Yes, that's, that's right. Oh, so good. Pastor Ben, closing word for us all. Yeah, uh, you want um, not just general revelation from the Lord, but specific revelation. Spend some time prayer and fasting, mm-hmm. seeking God's voice for your mm-hmm. life. Powerful. Do a three-day fast. Come Seek on, somebody. Go. Encur- encourage everybody. What a great encouragement today. Yes. It's been wonderful yeah. to be with my audience today. Come the on, somebody. audience. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's been wonderful to have Pastor it's, Ben with it's us It's an today. honor. Thanks so much for having me. I listened we to the very fir- first podcast about two years ago. I was like, Pastor <laughs> Luke, I want to be on the podcast sometime. <laughs> there you go. You're on it. Yes. Dreams fulfilled. <laughs> Love All it. Right.
See you guys next time. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work them off today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today.